Joined now from Nettle, by Natalie Crystal, animal nutritionist for Daryl and the team at Sergeant Dan Stock Foods right here in Gore. Natalie, always good to catch up. Hey, Andy, nice to speak to you again. How's everything been? Yeah, good, really good. It's been great being down at the field days um, the last couple of days and just catching up with everyone again. Really nice to be back, especially after that you know um, hiatus with COVID. Yeah. That's, that's the big thing, isn't it? It's all about the COVID situation. It's just on four years ago. And remember when the field days happened in 2020, it was literally a matter of weeks after that that the whole thing changed. We look back to 2022 and we thought about having the event, but you just couldn't do it. There was so much uncertainty. So look, even if it is raining and people are just, they're still grinning. They're not too worried about it. Oh, no, absolutely. And I think, you know... Um for us, being in, in the feed industry and that sort of thing, and just in any of the industries that are supporting farmers, um, it's really good for us to just be able to get out and have a chat with, with the guys, just hear what they're doing, what they're seeing, their challenges and that sort of thing. Um, it's really nice just to have our feedback on the ground, I think. And from a Southland perspective, because when you come down here, Daryl would have filled you in on what the feed situation is like down here at the moment. It's almost embarrassing when you see what's happening only an hour up the road. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think this is very different. Like you said, 20, 2020, I think it was, um, I remember coming down here and it was absolutely bone dry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really good to have that little bit of grass around. I think the guys need a little bit of that. It's um, You need a break occasionally. Um, but the trick that you have now is maximizing utilization of that grass. What are you going to do? How are you um, designing your feeding strategy to make sure that you're getting best bang for your buck? Um, and that will vary a little bit depending on, on the farm, you know, your farm situation and how much rain you have had. Um, but always happy to have a, a chat about that and, and tailor a situation or tailor a solution to meet individual farm requirements. Yeah, a lot of people are saying they've got that much quality tucker and they're managing to keep on top of it. But what do you do when the situation, instead of being too barren, you've got too much? Because you, you can only make so much winter feed for sure. Do you just have to prioritise like paddocks as far as... I don't know, what strategy? Because there's a plethora of things to think about. Yeah, look, I mean, I think it's it's always um, easy to think, oh, shit, we'll cut back the feed in the shed and take that out because the cows will eat more pasture. In reality, a lot of the time, the cows are limited with the amount of pasture that they can eat simply by time more than anything else. And that two kgs of extra feed that you can get into them in the shed um, is eaten at a time when they're not actually utilizing or eating anything else so i think that's you know be careful of cutting back feed in the shed with in the hopes that they're going to eat more because they don't necessarily always do that i think like you rightly say prioritize what you can use um and you know i think really the only real alternative is to cut uh, as much silage as you possibly can or you know um but again that varies from farm to farm and we don't really know what's going to happen with the weather either because you know it may well turn one minute to the next so it's very much a um, cleared by ear situation I think. So your advice to farmers is when they're feeding the cows what, whatever supplement you're feeding in there keep doing what you're doing don't think you need to change things? Yeah I, you know look, I think if you're feeding a, a high protein feed over summer which we generally tend to encourage guys to do because pasture quality is generally normally not there I would say if you are doing that and you've got quite high milk areas then maybe look at pulling some of that out and as Sam said earlier on maximizing the the, the bang for your buck if you've got good quality pasture then yeah look at a um, maybe one of our feeds that we would normally use over the autumn period slightly lower protein Um, but don't go and change how much you're feeding or the volume that you're feeding in the hopes that those cows are going to eat more because that's not likely to to happen yeah a few people were saying they're going around they're topping paddocks for the second time is that a viable option 
Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I think that helps you maintain the quality of your pasture, and I think that's really important to do, especially where you are missing out on, you know, you've got quite a, uh, um, you're going into good covers and the cows aren't necessarily eating it down. I do think that topping does help in that environment. So what's some words you'd give to people looking at the situation? Are they going out on the farm over the next couple of days and they're seeing all the surface? What's something you really think they need to print in the back of their mind when they're looking at their feed? Well, that's a, that's a tough question, Andy. I mean, I think, um, I think it's about planning. I think that does come into it. Understanding what you've actually got in front of you. Um, it's very easy sometimes to look at it and go, oh, yeah, that'll be, you know, that's, I've got plenty of feed there. But think about what's coming. Think about what's coming in the next few, few weeks and months, what challenges we've got. Um, and I think, you know, we, the weather for us is highly variable nowadays. We don't have the certainty that we used to have yeah. with our weather. So, you know, I think it's, um, it is definitely about, about planning and thinking ahead. Um, especially at this time of the year. So you wouldn't say to people, thinking maybe cut and carry and just selling standing stuff um, to take another look at the situation? Yeah, I think again, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, um, if you're gonna sell standing stuff or anything like that, just make sure that you've got enough for your own requirements. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely, that's a, that is an option. Yeah, because there's there's a heap of things you've got to think about when you look at a situation like that. You'd hate to think, and I'm sure like farmers are very meticulous to detail when it comes to feed rounds and everything like that. So, granted, not, obviously it's not going to occur, but you just got to expect the unexpected as well. Remembering we still are the only we us only sorry, I'm all over myself at the moment. We're only in the middle of February. Yeah. There's still a long time to go until April, mate. Yeah, I, absolutely. And I think, look, I mean, I think we've been. I wouldn't say lucky, but I think it's been good this year to have that extra flush, especially in a year where the payout has been challenging. Um, it's nice to be able to to rely on some of your homegrown feed rather than having to put supplements into the system. But, you know, Daryl always says that the old-timers tell him that when you've had a good season, you might land up with a, a pretty tough winter, for example. So I think, you know, we, we mustn't forget that. Um, and we mustn't forget that there is that variation um, or variability that we have to live with nowadays in terms of climate. Just finally, field days, coming down here again, Daryl's looking after you? Oh, always. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love coming down to Southland. It's always a, a great place to visit. And really the field days here is, um, it's so well organised, really impressive, and it's really just good to be able to, to catch up with everyone again. It's, um, it's always a pleasure to be in Southland. Yeah, when you're talking to farmers, when they come and see you and Daryl there at Sergeant what are they what are they saying to you? Yeah, I think this, you know, for us at this time of the year, a lot of people are just thinking about what they're going to um, do over the next couple of months, where they're looking at uh, in terms of, you know, how the cow condition is at the moment, what the plan is coming up to, to drying off. Um, it's a relatively, I would say, uh, it's not as stressful a time of year as other, uh, other times can be. But from my perspective, it's always good to get a perspective on how the farms have gone, how the cows have gone, some of the challenges that people have seen. Because, you know, as I said before, we're in a very variable environment. So it's always nice to know what challenges people are seeing and if there's something that we can, can work on on that. I mean, most um, at the moment we're finding everybody's this year pretty much quite happy, I would say, with production in general, obviously, which we would expect with the, the amount of pasture that's been available. Um, and, you know, this year with the recent announcement and improvement in payout, that's been fairly positive. Um, so, yeah, just a real good opportunity to catch up and hear what everybody's doing.
Yeah, good on you, Natalie. Always great to catch up on the muster. Enjoy Southland, as you always do. I'm sure Daryl will be just the best of hosts, and we'll talk again, I'm sure. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Natalie Crystal from Sergeant Dan Stock Foods. They're in the big shed here in the Agri-Centre. Here at Southern Field Days at Waimumu.